Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's, huzzah, a toast to breakfast. Good Wednesday morning, another day, another massive wave of travel delays as getting home from the holidays becomes more difficult by the hour. It's December 28th. This is Today. When will it end? Some holiday travelers still stuck after trying to get home for five days. Like, I want to cry. I'm tired. Thousands more flights canceled already this morning, and now new calls for accountability. This has clearly crossed the line from what's an uncontrollable weather situation to something that is the airline's direct responsibility. We're live with everything you need to know about the travel nightmare that just won't quit. The Big Dig, that historic blizzard in western New York dumping so much snow, even plows can't get through. The death toll still climbing this morning as the National Guard leads rescue efforts in a race against time. My mother is disabled, been without lights, gas, food, water. Border bind. The wait grows for thousands of migrants after the Supreme Court ruled to keep Title 42 in place. These people are afraid. The Trump-era pandemic policy remaining in effect as officials scramble to prepare for a huge new wave. Prayers for the Pope. Pope Francis asking for support as he reveals the health of his predecessor is worsening. We'll have the very latest on former Pope Benedict's condition. Those stories plus ticking away a new ban on TikTok for some members of Congress as the debate over the Chinese-owned viral video platform reaches a boiling point. But even with national security concerns, there's a growing backlash. I think the bill is ridiculous. What every family needs to know about the world's most popular entertainment app. And Mega Miss. No winner in yesterday's Mega Millions drawing. That prize pot going up again to $640 million, giving someone the chance of a very happy new year today, Wednesday, December 28th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Today. Thanks for joining us here. Savannah and Hoda are off today. My thought is if you win the Mega Millions on Friday night, you better be hosting come Saturday <laughs> evening, New Year's Eve. Hey, that better be the best party That's gonna be ever a good bash if for you somebody. win that Mega Millions. Yeah, we are going to have more on that. But we do want to begin once again what we've been talking about all week long with that one-two punch of a storm aftermath and air travel chaos. This is the scene at Houston Hobby International Airport. That is a lot of luggage, folks, without any humans attached to it. Just look at that scene. Just one of the airports still affected by those massive Southwest cancellations impacting flights coast to coast. Already this morning, more than 4,000 flights have been canceled, nearly 5,000 delays. Just a staggering number for this time of day. Of course, this comes as the death toll from that historic blizzard is still rising. Nearly 30 have died in the Buffalo region alone, where they are still digging out this morning. We have it all covered for you including Dylan's look at the forecast and the possibility we may see a warm-up across the country. But we do want to start with that nightmare scenario at the nation's airports. NBC's Blaine Alexander is at Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson International. Blaine, what's the scene there? 
Well, Peter, good morning to you. You guys just said it. What you're looking at right now is the frustrating ripple effect for so many canceled flights. This is a familiar scene here in Atlanta and airports around the country. Bags are arriving and people are not. So you see a lot of luggage just kind of piled up waiting for somebody to come and claim them. Now, this morning, President Biden is weighing in on this situation as Southwest warns that this this situation could continue for days to come. With an unprecedented number of flights canceled this morning, it's traveler frustration that's reaching new heights. I wasn't anticipating a nightmare, but it became a nightmare. It did. In Chicago and around the country, mountains of luggage with no travelers to claim them. Like, I want to cry. I'm tired. Frustrated, tired, um, pissed off. Southwest Airlines CEO Bob Jordan is speaking out in a new message, apologizing for the travel nightmare that's left nearly two-thirds of the airline's flights grounded. We're doing everything we can to return to a normal operation. And please also hear that I'm truly sorry. For a third straight day, Southwest has canceled a majority of its flights, slashing a whopping 2,500 flights Wednesday and nearly the same amount for Thursday, leaving thousands of passengers stranded during the holiday week. I got here at 4.30 a.m. for our 8 o'clock a.m. flight, which was delayed, 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 and delayed, and delayed, and delayed, and then canceled. Frustration echoed by Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. This has clearly crossed the line from what's an uncontrollable weather situation to something that is the airline's direct responsibility. He says his department will determine whether passengers are entitled to reimbursement for hotel and meal expenses while stranded. Southwest was hit hard by the winter weather with two major hubs in Denver and Chicago right in the storm's path. But the Southwest Pilots Union says the airline bears responsibility for using an old system that caused backups in employee scheduling. It is outdated processes from the 90s that uh, that can't keep up with with our network of today. All of it is leaving desperate passengers like Rick and Emily Jimenez searching for another way home. Welcome to Southwest Bus Line. They took a 13-hour bus ride from New York to Atlanta, hoping for better flight options in a different city. We're just trying, trying to, get, to home. get home to see our two-year-old son to do Christmas with him. Gosh, you can hear the frustration in their voices. Blaine, what can passengers do right now if they have been affected by these cancellations? Well, a couple of tips, Peter. Experts are urging travelers to try and book on another airline as soon as possible if you can. And even overnight, to kind of help with that, both Delta and American Airlines have stepped up to say that they're going to cap the airfares in the areas that have been hit hardest by all of these cancellations. Another tip is to try and call one of Southwest's international uh, phone lines, international helplines. Those are areas where the agents can help you as well, but without that massive weight on the line. Peter. Good advice, Blaine. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Now to the other part of this story in western New York, where this morning the community is coming together, digging out from the weekend's deadly snowstorm. Officials in the Buffalo area say the death toll is likely to climb as cleanup and rescue efforts continue. NBC's Jesse Kirsch is there. Jesse, just some unbelievable images still. What's the latest? Yeah, Chris, and good morning. Conditions are improving. You can see, though, there are still some roadways with snow churning under tires. There are others we've seen in better shape, but at this point, the travel ban is still in effect in this city, and officials are warning that there are now military police who will be enforcing the rules on people getting in the way of cleanup. With rescues by snowmobile and enough snow in some areas to make plows useless, 
This morning, Buffalo's recovery is far from over as the sobering death toll in western New York climbs to at least 34, this city's deadliest snowstorm in history. Police and fire believe that that number will rise as we are able to uh, get more snow cleared, uh, get into more homes. And Del Taylor's sisters say she died while waiting for help. Sharing these videos while trapped in her car Friday, the family says a resident discovered her body on Christmas Eve. I'm feeling a lot of emotions. I'm sad. I'm angry. She was loving and caring. Buffalo's mayor believes every vehicle abandoned in the middle of the street has been checked for survivors. And he says that authorities are coming by and marking them with tape after they've done a check. Vacant vehicles amid the piles of snow as state police released a video showing how they are moving them by forklift. While residents clean up, these two standing in the same street, separated by feet of snow. This, this is... Uh... This is the most extreme snowfall I've ever seen in my life, so... Um, and you know snow here? Yeah, been here 30 years, yeah. Out west, parts of Washington State, Oregon, and Northern California reportedly hit by six to eight inches of rain so far this week. The Rockies anticipating eight to 12 inches of snow today, with parts of Utah already proving treacherous. Back in Buffalo, amid the tragedy, the community bands together. One woman Facebook live streaming what she says was her mother's rescue from the dangerous aftermath Monday night. She's here. My mother's disabled, been without lights, gas, food, water. This is amazing. This is God's work. Temperatures here in Buffalo will jump to the 50s on Friday and there's rain coming, which means we'll see a rapid melt and there's concern over possible flooding over this upcoming holiday weekend. Kristen. Just the last thing residents in Buffalo need. All right, Jesse, thank you so much for that. We will have Dylan's full forecast, including a major warm-up on the way in just a bit. Now to some breaking news from overnight. Pope Francis asking for the world's prayers for his predecessor. The Vatican now saying that the health of Pope Benedict, who retired in 2013, has taken a turn for the worse. Megan Fitzgerald has the very latest for us this morning. Megan, what do we know about his condition? Well, Peter, good morning to you. As you mentioned, overnight, uh, Pope Francis saying that uh, former Pope Benedict is very sick. The Vatican releasing a statement not long ago saying that he had sudden worsening of his health due to his age in recent hours. Uh, they said that his condition is under constant uh, monitoring by doctors that are by his aid uh, very, and monitoring his condition very closely. Uh, but keep in mind, you know, former Pope Benedict is 95 years old. He has been uh, struggling with his health. It's been deteriorating in the last several years. We know that uh, current Pope Francis had visited him several times over the last several years, uh, most recently just this morning. Uh, we're talking about a former pope uh, who really made history here. He was the first uh, German pope to be elected in a thousand years when he was elected in 2005 uh, before stepping down in 2013. Uh, and, and he was the oldest pope to ever be elected at 78 years old. So this news obviously shocking the world, uh, even though he is not. 95 years old, but a lot of prayers right now uh, for his health, Peter. And of course, he succeeded Pope John Paul II back in 2005, making the news obviously yes. rippling across the Vatican as we speak. It's certain to have an impact on the Catholic community around the world. 
Absolutely. You're absolutely right. I mean, this is a pope uh, who's been known to bridge tradition and values uh, in these rapidly changing times. Uh, he's held fast to his conservative Catholic values while also uh, trying to act uh, in an incredibly modern way. Now, over the years, as we know, he's taken a step back from the public eye, uh, living in Vatican City in a place where uh, nuns traditionally stayed. Uh, he has been uh, very quiet, saying that he's been in constant meditation, uh, constant prayer. Uh, he became the first pope to step down in over 600 years. And at that time, he said it was a lack of strength of mind and body, which is something that's unheard of. But at this hour, people are praying all across the world uh, for his health. Peter. We certainly hope he can find strength and good health soon. Megan, thank you very much for the update. Now we want to head to our southern border and the Supreme Court handing down a ruling that would keep the controversial Title 42 policy in place by a tight five to four vote until they can take up the case and make a permanent decision next June. It comes as the immigration crisis at many border towns around the country has reached a breaking point. NBC's Sam Brock is in El Paso, Texas for us with the reaction. Sam, good morning to you. Yeah, Kristen, good morning. That is certainly true here in El Paso, where city officials say their chief concern right now is food and shelter for the population that is here, no matter how it fluctuates. And Kristen, this decision means it's going to be another six months before we have resolution. Now, this is a shelter I'm standing next to right now. The line was so long last night, they couldn't accommodate everyone. Look at what you're seeing on the streets right now. People, once again, bundled up shoulder to shoulder all up and down the block. And Kristen, it is going to be at least another six months before these folks know whether or not they can even apply for asylum. And yet still, they all tell me almost to a person they would rather be in this position right here than back in their home country. As swarms of people gathered for food and collected supplies in this overburdened section of El Paso, news of a Supreme Court decision keeping Title 42 intact for six more months ricocheted through this community, sparking mostly disappointment. We're sad, very sad. They told us they were going to give us an opportunity. We feel betrayed, Stephen tells me. His friend Cain Rojas, an electrician, jumps in. I don't think this is fair, because at the end of the day, we're all human beings, he says. Yet moments later, when I ask if they'd rather be here or back in their home country of Venezuela, widespread agreement, yes. They say at least here, we eat bread with ham and cheese. In Venezuela, you might only afford the bread. The Biden administration quickly announcing it will comply with this ruling as the legal curveball comes as El Paso officials expect another lengthy stretch of uncertainty. If they continue to, to, to get in without being undetected, we're going to continue to have this, this, um, this population grow within our community. And so that is concerning. El Paso is coordinating with local churches and nonprofits to provide three meals a day to hundreds of people. Timothy Perea is part chef, part pastor, part translator, explaining why so many people don't have a place to sleep. These people are afraid. You know, there's plenty of shelter. El Paso has done a great job in providing that shelter, but the majority of these people don't have the proper documentation. If you're one of the countries that is blocked from seeking asylum by Title 42, does that mean you cannot get into a shelter? Correct. And that won't change anytime soon for the hundreds of people sleeping on the streets here from Venezuela. The one man puts it all in perspective. 
Everything in the name of love. The past is history. Tomorrow is a mystery, and we're in the present. With the present, you make the best out of the future. And those images of people sleeping behind you, Sam, really underscore the urgency of this situation. So as we await the Supreme Court's final decision, what does the Biden administration plan to do in the meantime to deal with this crisis? Yeah, Kristen, the Biden administration says they are advancing preparations right now to secure the border in a humane and orderly way, in their words, assuming the Title 42 eventually is going to be lifted. They say it's health policy. It is not immigration policy, and there were no expectations that it would stay in place indefinitely. With that said, they believe that Congress needs to step in right now, Kristen, that this situation, this broken immigration system, whether it's on the enforcement side or the immigration side, cannot be fixed if Congress does not intervene. And so far, they've shown no signs being able to accomplish that thing. Kristen? That, that's for sure a challenge looming over Washington for decades. Sam, thank you so much. Now to the latest on the war in Ukraine. President Volodymyr Zelensky calling the situation on the front lines there difficult and painful, with some 9 million Ukrainians still cut off from power and a new barrage of missile attacks overnight. NBC's Matt Bradley is in Kiev again this morning with more. Matt, good morning. Good morning, guys. That's right. The Kherson has endured near constant bombardment this week. About two dozen Russian projectiles struck the city overnight, and that's after dozens more earlier this week. This morning, Ukraine's southern city of Kherson under fire once again. Only weeks ago, these civilians were welcoming Ukrainian liberators. Now, new Russian bombardments, including the shelling of a maternity ward Tuesday, according to the Ukrainian government, have sent them fleeing. Russian artillery attacks on Christmas Eve killed 11 people, according to the region's governor. <laughs> Tamara's son is among her son's dead. I urged him to wake up and leave the house, but he didn't, and that was it, she said. Our lives are ruined. But the fiercest battles are in the east, like Bakhmut. Among Ukraine's longest battles so far, a violent crucible for the wider war. Bakhmut, Kremina, and other areas in Donbass require maximum strength and concentration now, Ukraine's president said. The situation there is difficult and painful. The constant drumbeat of war, now a routine rhythm for many. You kind of get used to it, said this man. You don't even look or listen carefully to what is happening and where. That's how we are now. But still, I want to live a normal life. After five months of fighting, there's little here left to destroy, except lives. Like Volodymyr Yezhov's, a video game designer who was killed in Bakhmut just before Christmas. He always cared about other people more than himself, said his friend. And diplomacy reached another impasse this week. Russia announcing it will ban oil sales to any country that imposes a U.S.-led cap on what it can charge. The move may limit the West's ability to punish Moscow. But on Ukraine's home front... Energy is also in short supply. Ukrainian civilians huddled through a cold, dark Christmas amidst electricity outages, war-weary, but still celebrating as best they can. And guys, just to give you a sense of the toll this is taking on the civilian population as we enter the 11th month of this war, the United Nations reported today that about 40% of the Ukrainian population, that's about 18 million people need humanitarian assistance, but only about 7% say they want to leave. Peter?
Yeah, staggering figures as you hear them. Matt, we appreciate reporting. Thank you so much. All right, time now for first check of the forecast. Dylan is here. Dylan, we've been dealing with these frigid temperatures all week long, but starting to warm up a little Finally bit. Finally starting to warm up. We can melt a lot of the snow out in the Buffalo and Watertown area. And actually, an interesting note from the National Weather Service out that way, they say they typically don't get a lot of bad flooding from snow melt. So with the warmer temperatures and the melting snow, hopefully that'll just ease the situation. We are looking for high temperatures to get about 10 to 15 degrees above average. Kansas City's back up to 50 today. Chicago's up to 41. Buffalo, 39 degrees. We get even warmer tomorrow. 46 in Buffalo. St. Louis close to 60. Nashville right at 60. Atlanta, 64 degrees. And as we continue through the week, Chicago will stay in the lower 40s. Buffalo hits 50 on Friday, then staying in the mid to upper 40s for Saturday and Sunday. Cincinnati's back into the mid 50s. Even New York, we should be around 50 to 55 degrees. It does come with some rain, though, especially for the end of the week. On Saturday, we could see more rainfall across the eastern Great Lakes, down into the southeast, above average through the middle of the country, and heavy rain with the next storm moving into the west coast, a flooding threat possible all the way down in the Southern California by midnight uh, as we ring in 2023. Rain in the northeast and a little bit of light snow across the upper Midwest. And that's your latest forecast. All right, thank you. Waiting for that warm-up. And coming up right here, a new TikTok ban for some members of the U.S. government amid growing security concerns about the Chinese-owned app. Stephanie Goss is watching that story. Yeah, that's right, Peter. Is TikTok safe? Well, the Chinese-owned company says it is, but the House of Representatives has its doubts. I'll have details coming up. All right, we'll look forward to that. Plus, if you've gotten sticker shock at the pharmacy, Vicki Wynn has some timely tips for saving money on prescription drugs in the new year. There are more ways to save than you actually might think. But first, this is Today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are back now at 7.30, and check this out. Times Square's iconic crystal ball is all ready for the big night. The final Waterford crystal triangles were installed onto the ball yesterday. Nearly 200 crystals were installed. Representing this year's theme, it is the gift of love. For the first time since the beginning of the pandemic, no COVID restrictions for the Times Square festivities. And the good news, it looks like it might be one of the warmest one we've had in a long time. Great news. We've been dealing with all these chilly temperatures. Jacob's here. Have you guys ever done it? Would you go out to uh, Times Square to do the New Year's Eve festivities? I have never done it. Never say never. 
But uh, so far, not really. I'm a stay-at-home watch on TV kind, <laughs> of, kind of gentleman. As they TV. say, let him enjoy. Yeah. Respect exactly. to you folks though, out there at Times Square. Exactly. But uh, it sure is looking good. All right. Now we do want to check your 730 headlines. A ringleader in the failed plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer two years ago has been sentenced to 16 years in prison. Adam Fox and fellow militia members planned to put the Democratic governor on trial because of COVID rules she imposed and to trigger a second American revolution. Fox was also convicted of plotting to blow up a bridge during the escape. However, the FBI had secretly infiltrated the group and broke up the plot. Governor Whitmer was not harmed. Okay, spoiler alert, everybody. If you have not checked last night's Mega Million numbers yet, you didn't win. In fact, nobody won the $568 million jackpot. That means the grand prize for Friday's drawing is going to grow to at least $640 million. bucks. That is the sixth largest Mega Millions in history. Not a bad way to end the year. There hasn't been a jackpot winner, by the way, since the middle of October. So we buy our tickets again today. You, we, we're going to split or what's the deal? A hundred percent. The good thing is I forgot it. to buy tickets yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> we have a new chance. All right. Well, we want to turn now to the crackdown on on TikTok and growing calls to erase the video app from phones. The House of Representatives no longer allowing Congress members or staff to use TikTok on their government-issued devices. And it's just the latest move in the debate over whether TikTok is a national security risk. Our Stephanie Gosk is here with what that means for you. Steph, good morning. Christine, good morning. There's been a lot of talk about security concerns around TikTok. It's owned by a Chinese company. Congress, states, and even some schools are worried. For over two years, TikTok has been negotiating with the Justice Department over security concerns, but a deal still hasn't been reached. And now, an announcement that some members of Congress won't be allowed to use the popular app. TikTok is best known for its viral videos of everything from popular dance routines to shopping halls. I needed, like, heels for, like, events and stuff. But in Washington, it's becoming one of the most deleted apps. The House, the latest branch to announce a ban, saying House members and staffers must delete and may no longer download TikTok on their government-issued mobile devices. NBC News obtaining the memo from the House's chief administration officer, calling the app a high risk to users due to a number of security risks. This comes just days after Congress approved its $1.7 trillion spending bill. Amendment is agreed to including a requirement for executive branch agency employees to remove TikTok from their work phones. And it goes beyond the Capitol. At least 16 states prohibit using TikTok on government networks. And some universities are now blocking access to the app on school Wi-Fi or devices. TikTok, owned by Chinese company ByteDance, has not commented on Congress's latest actions, but has said in the past it does not store U.S. user data in China and does not share information with the Chinese government. TikTok is negotiating a deal with the Justice Department to address security concerns. CEO Vanessa Pappas speaking at a congressional hearing in September. What I can commit to is that our final agreement with the U.S. government will satisfy all national security concerns, yes. Among TikTok's 100 million American users every month are some members of Congress using the app to connect with voters. I'm Congressman Mark Takano. Welcome to my very first TikTok. While others have proposed bipartisan legislation to ban the app altogether, a move that has TikTokers up in arms. Hey, China, so we're going to try and ban TikTok again. I think the bill is ridiculous. For a lot of us, this is going to affect our business and even some really cool friendships that we've made along the way. 
A spokesperson for TikTok tells NBC News that the company has made, quote, substantial progress on its agreement to address security concerns. And TikTok says it would be now, after this agreement, held to a higher security standard than its competition. It's important to note that the House's TikTok ban does not include senators and their staff members. Yeah, something that's got a lot of people talking. It certainly does. All right, Steph, yeah. thank you so Thanks, much Steph. for that. Appreciate it. All right, well, coming up, raise your hand if you're watching a lot of Netflix this week. Oh, Anyone? every week? Yeah. Anyone? yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you're not alone, and now they're revealing their top streams of 2022. I can't keep track of all the things I'm streaming. I don't even know where some <laughs> show I'm watching is these days. But first, we're looking for ways that you can save on prescription drugs in the new year. Our Vicki Wynn did some comparison shopping so you don't have to. Hey, good morning, Peter, Kristen, and Jacob. So it's New Year, and it means new prices for prescription drugs. And you have to do the legwork to save. But coming up, I will have a step-by-step guide to take you through all the new websites, all the new incentives, the rebates, to make sure you get the most bang for your buck. That's right after these messages right here on Today. Listen up, true crime fans. It's a big murder trial underway. Dateline is launching a new podcast with Andrea Canning. Welcome to Dateline True Crime Weekly. We'll cover breaking crime news around the country. It is the twists, the turns, the With the best reporters on the case, NBC News analysts, and Dateline producers on the ground. Break it down for us. You'll get fresh insights and behind-the-scenes scoops from crime scenes to courtrooms. That is bizarre. Stay in the the know and up to date. So tell us what he said. Follow Dateline True Crime Weekly to get new episodes starting Thursday. Wherever you get your podcasts. If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. From compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts. Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Great storytelling with a twist from the True Crime Original. back now with our series side effects taking a closer look at drug pricing which as you know can be especially shocking at the beginning of a new year nbc's senior consumer investigative correspondent vicky Wynn is here with how to find some great savings vicky good morning hey good morning at the start of the new year health care costs can be staggering because your deductibles and those out-of-pocket maximums reset this year you also have inflation higher gas prices so how do you save on your prescriptions it turns out there are a lot of new ways to do so here's a step-by-step guide it's all too common. Sticker shock at the pharmacy. It's $250 a month. My copayment was $660. $17,710 for a milliliter. As the new year gets underway, it can be especially shocking as deductibles and out-of-pocket maximums reset and insurance plans update their drug coverage. You could be left footing the bill. At the beginning of each year, everybody's plan changes. Consumer Reports' Lisa Gill says the best way to combat those sudden price hikes starts with a phone call and a few key questions. Give your insurance company a call and find out how well is this drug covered? Is it covered at another pharmacy, a preferred pharmacy at a lower cost? Turns out there are a lot of options. If you have a high deductible or a high pharmacy copay and you take mostly generic medicines, there are multiple discount pharmacies that can help you pay less 
without using your insurance. Some, like Costco, Walgreens, and Scripco, offer discounted meds for customers who pay a membership fee. Others, like GoodRx and SingleCare, help find coupons that you can use at other pharmacies. Then there are the online pharmacies that take insurance, like Blink Health, and the ones that typically don't, like Mark Cuban's Cost Plus Drug Company. We called Walgreens to see how their discount membership compares when it comes to the most common generic in the U.S. Okay, bye-bye. So I just got off the phone with Walgreens, and they wanted to charge me $94 for a one-month supply of a common cholesterol medication, the generic. But if I joined their membership program for $20, I could get that drug for $15 a month. Get this, when I went online to the Mark Cuban Cost Plus Drug Company website, I found I could get a 90-day supply for under 5 bucks. Finding savings for brand-name medications is a little different. If you have insurance through your employer, go directly to the drug manufacturer's website and look for something called a copay coupon, or in this case, it's called a savings card. That could mean a big discount for you. If you're on Medicare or uninsured, you should still call the drug maker directly and ask about any assistance programs. Over time, those programs have expanded quite dramatically to the point that you can have insurance, a moderate income, and still receive really dramatic discounts or even free medication. The website needymeds.org has info on both of these types of prescription cost assistance plans for a huge variety of brand name drugs. But Gil says it's still important to check in with your insurance. You don't want to be surprised later in the year when you find out that you never met that deductible. If you've tried everything and still can't pay, Gil says your best resource might be local independent pharmacies. Not only will they negotiate, they will also often help you find copay programs or patient assistant programs to lower those drug costs. And one more tip, if you can't pay and you have walked through all of the methods I just showed you, talk to your doctor, get them to write you a letter, and then file an appeal with your insurance company. Just don't give up. And by the way, if you've lost your job or your insurance or you're uninsured, look for the federally funded clinics near you. They don't just provide free medication, but free health care, too. And we put all this, of this information on today.com because it's so important. So and it's important. so much work, but you yes. have to do it yourself. So and that's often frustrating. I'm so disinclined to sign up for another membership without Walgreens example shows you that for 20 bucks for yeah. the membership, it's only 15 bucks. Absolutely. To get a exactly. Coupons right. Are oh, you are looking at a pharmacy coupon <laughs> yeah. user. user. I'm telling you, life changing. Yeah. Exactly. But you've got to ask all these questions. But this is a great guide to, to really kind of follow through at the beginning of the year and see like where the savings are for you and the medicines that you're on. Great right. advice. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Appreciate it so yeah. much. Yeah. All right. Time now to get another check of the forecast. Hey, Dylan, what you watching? Good morning. We're watching a lot of activity on the West Coast. Let's just take you through the parade of storms that we're going to see over the next several days. Today, we have one moving through. We're going to see the heavy rain move into the southwest through this morning. And then if we go a little farther to the west, you'll see where the next line of storms are setting up. This is the storm that's going to affect uh, parts of California and the west coast tomorrow. Here's the one for Friday. Here's the one on Saturday down through there. And then we also have one all the way out near Tokyo right now. And that's going to be the one that's going to impact the west coast on Monday. So I'd say the Friday-Saturday storm is going to bring the one is going to be the one that brings the most rain 
and the most snow, too. The one that's moving through Arizona right now will continue to move to the east. So through Friday, we're going to see a, a lot of rain, about three to five inches of rain, especially down across uh, northern and central California. As for snow, 36 inches likely in the higher elevations. Luckily, that's mostly ski resorts. So good news for that area. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, thanks so much. Coming up next, we are catching up with one of the most memorable guests of the year, a fast food worker who went viral for his commitment to his job. You remember the story, what he's doing now and how he got an even bigger surprise after visiting our show. That's right after these messages. We're back now at 749 with the Can't Miss People of 2022, where we catch up with some of the most memorable guests over the last year. You remember this guy this morning? We're checking in with Kevin Ford. He was the fast food employee who went viral over the summer for not missing a shift Mm -hmm. in nearly 30 years. Yeah, who can forget him? NBC News Now anchor Joe Fryer has more on the kindness of strangers that didn't stop after we first met him. A movie ticket. Thank you very much. Kevin Ford's moment of gratitude was one that changed his life forever. I worked here for 27 years. I've never missed not one day of work. The fast food worker in Las Vegas, who said he had a perfect attendance record for 27 years, posted a video last May showing off a gift bag he received from his managers. This is very nice. The clip went viral, leading people to donate $170,000 to a GoFundMe set up by Kevin's daughter so he could buy a plane ticket to visit his family. This is the first time you've seen them in years. Their family reunited on the Today Show. Hey, Javon. <laughs> seen you guys in so long. The incredible generosity of strangers blew Kevin and his family away. I just want to say thank you to everybody. It's just a dream come true. But it didn't end there. The donations kept coming and now total more than $389,000. I feel... Like the whole world lifted me up and it's still mind blowing and still like a dream every day that I, I, I hope I never wake up from. A dream which included that long awaited vacation to see his daughters and grandkids in Texas. When I finally got to hold them and, and see them, it was like everything to me. Kevin's commitment to his job remains. He has not missed a shift since visiting Studio 1A. Well, I didn't go 27 years without missing a day for nothing. He's also paying it forward. When I'm in a store now, you know, and there's people, especially single mothers or something, I I tell them to ring up everybody and I pay for everybody's food. And while all of the love and support has made Kevin feel like he's on top of the world, in September, he actually got to see it when he was gifted a trip to Mount Everest. To be in the presence of such a great mountain, the highest peak, is beyond beautiful, it's beyond amazing. It's something that changes you and makes you, I feel, a better person. One of Kevin's many life-changing experiences in 2022 that all started with a simple thank you. Every day that I wake up, I'm excited. So I'm excited about spreading the love and showing people that that human spirit is still alive and well and that I'm proof of it. For today, Joe Fryer. NBC News. He is such an inspiration. He's so humble. And I love that he still hasn't missed a day of work. What a legend. He pays yeah, ev- yeah. other people's bills now when he goes out to dinner. Yeah, he's setting a pretty grateful. good example. It's a nice guy to give back to as mm-hmm. well, that's for sure. Love you, Kevin. Still mm-hmm. ahead right here, we're going to meet the cardiologist and the two runners whose lives he saved after they each had a heart attack during a race. 
Plus, if you wish you were on a beach this morning, this might help. How you can check out this instant classic scene from Top Gun Maverick, one of my favorites, on a loop. <laughs> yeah. We just go to Kristen Welker's house. Beach She's watching scene. on a loop every day. I mean,